episode nine of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, and we are back here in full effect and uh, interesting times going on in sports. Uh, my man Brian Fonseca back with me, Dexter Henry. We are the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast team, That's right. and we're here. No guests this week, just us talking sports. We don't need sports. nobody. Well, we need we need people sometimes, <laughs> but we're, we're, good, we're good by ourselves on our own. Um, Interesting times. We're going to kick it off with some talk about the NBA, and I'm all about the NBA. Everybody knows I'm a big NBA fan. If you can't see, if you're watching the podcast, you will see I have repping my New York Knicks attire. Got the scarf, got the hat, got the Przingis, got the Six God shirt on. Brian, are you, are, are you impressed with the outfit? Uh, I'm impressed as much as I'm not surprised either. But I mean, the Knicks are playing very well. I'm, I'm just so I can clear. I don't. I'm not one of these fans that's on the hype train. I always rep the Knicks. Good no, or bad. he's actually very, very, I'm very rational. Very rational. And I'm however, ras- yes, I'm rational enough to know that I am not getting too excited about the six and five spot, despite the outfit. I'm just, just rocking some gear. My thing is the scarf. Also, if you guys aren't watching, uh, Dexter has a scarf that looks very Carlton Banks preppy ish. Yeah, and yeah. it has the whole Kia thing, and well, yeah, the they're not a sponsor, so we're not talking about that. Okay, um, yet. So let's 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 put that back. There. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kia, if you want to be a sponsor, you can be, but right now put they're not. The other side, put that put that to the back too. Yeah, we, we, we're gonna we, we're gonna censor those in the video version. Yeah, um, <laughs> but no, I I'm, I am a rational Nick fan, but they are off to a six and five start. Yes. Um, there's been a lot of shock in the NBA. But look, they've been playing good ball. They've been fun. Mm-hmm. They've been interesting to watch. Even front. Porzingis has been killing it. Yeah, uh, he looking like looks like an MVP candidate already and that's what I'm happy about that I've seen him take the next step um, he's scoring from all the courts scoring in the post playing well defensively so I'm excited about that am I shocked the Knicks are six and five you're damn right I am okay because I thought after 11 games I thought maybe they'd be one and ten two and nine but the fact that they are six and five right now is just it's shocking to me um, the question I've been getting asked a lot Brian is Yo, Dex, how do you feel about this? Are you happy the next six, six and five? Because you, you kind of want them to lose and tank. Yeah. And I've been very conflicted about it. I kind of wanted them to tank. I still don't think the Knicks are going to be this uh, high-level championship-containing team that some people think they may be. We got our uh, director of photography, Lewis, talking about a four seed. He's out of his mind. We'll, we'll get to him later. He's absolutely <laughs> out of his mind. Um, do I think the Knicks can be in the playoff run for a lower seed? Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. And maybe that's a good thing for this group of guys. What I will say that I like is I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Come back and talk to me in a couple of weeks. I really like to judge a team in the NBA after 25 games. So I'm not on this 6-5 and five hype train. Things can change real quick. We all know that. Let's talk after 25 games. Ask me how I feel. What I do like that I will say, though, is I like the fact that Porzingis and Nilakina have been talking about wanting to win and wanting to win now and changing the culture. These yeah. are guys who are setting the tone. They are going to be the, the centerpieces, hopefully, of this team. And they're talking about culture and starting a winning culture. When I hear players talking like that, whether they win or not, I like that because that tells me that they don't like losing, they don't want to lose, and they don't want to have a losing mentality. When you have that, I think that's actually a good thing. Yeah, you're basically seeing what you, as the Nick fan, are yeah. basically seeing what you want to see. Uh, I, on the other hand, I can't even lie. They've been pleasant to watch so far. Pleasant surprise, I guess you would say. Very pleasant surprise. Um, if you're a Nick fan. To me, it's just a surprise because it's not very pleasant because I don't care one way or another. Well, yeah, and you're right. I'm not anti Nick. No, you're right because as a Nick fan, you don't get anything pleasant for most, yeah. most of the time. Yeah, and, you know, you'll have to still see if this is sustainable and you'll you Absolutely. Know, and all those things. But you're seeing what you want to see in terms of, like, Porzingis is stepping up. He's averaging, like, 30 and, what, seven, eight rebounds? So and over two and a half blocks a game, and he's coming up clutch because yep. he's getting big buckets late. Nilakina's coming in, he's playing defense, he's facilitating, he's doing all those things. So it's just a matter of from those two in particular, you're seeing what you want to see. Now the other parts, you're gonna have to wait and see like long term what they're gonna give you. But all yeah. around right now, you're getting good contributions. It's a good team that looks like hey, uh, if they keep this up, maybe you're looking at a playoff berth. But we're only like what 10, 11 games in, so um, you know. yeah. Let's not let's not put the cart ahead of the horse and yeah. jump too fast. Some Nick fans, I'm seeing this on Twitter. I'm seeing this. But you um, know, you know all the time. Ah. So this is my thing with Nick fans. It's like you know this all the time, is that Porzingis is yes, he's great, 
but it's already from game one up until now. It's like he's the MVP. He's this. He's that. Yeah. And, and yeah. Granted, he's playing great, but even before when he wasn't playing as great, mm -hmm. it's because he's in New York that it's on steroids. As well, far as like the I, media coverage and the reception to it, I'm not shocked at what Porzingis is doing. To be honest, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked either. because I thought he could take the sleep. I really yeah. believe in him. I like his mentality. I like his focus. I've always liked that. So I'm personally not shocked about it yeah. at all whatsoever. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm also not going to be the leader of the hype train. Um, he is. Is he playing at an MVP level early on? I would say yes. We've seen the this. fans chanting MVP at the Garden. They even chanted it when I was at the home opener. And he yeah. played, and now I was like, "This is the second game." Yeah, like you can't do that. But the they're they're ready. They're like ready for Porzingis. But that shows you how desperate. And I'm talking to the whole Nick fan base. They are. They're desperate for something good yeah, that you're reaching to say that somebody's an MVP. Eleven games in the season. Remember, I think it's a little too much. You got to pump the brakes. Remember Amari Stoudemire? Oh yeah, how and that was. He played MVP level that year. Oh yeah. And then Melo came in. It was fun to watch. Changed. Well, Raymond Felton was yeah. having the 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 three months of his it life. It feels like that year. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that year in the beginning of that. That's a great comparison. Yeah. It feels like that as a Nick fan. I'm just a rational, tempered Nick fan that knows the the other shoe can fall at any time. With the scarf. Yes. And you know what? Look. It, it can get really cold out there. See, that's why I'm rocking the scarf. I know it could be a cold winter for Knicks fans. That's why you got to rock the scarf. got to protect your neck, protect your heart. That's what you got to do as a Knicks fan because right. things can get real, change really quick. But it's been an interesting time in the association. Um, a lot of teams off to interesting starts. Cleveland, they're off to a rough start below 500. So are the Oklahoma City and Thunder. And losses to... The Knicks. Uh, the Knicks and the Nets. Yes. Yeah. What do you make of that? Uh, they're the three-time defending Eastern Conference Championship champions. Do you Are you in panic mode regarding the Cavs? Do you think it's reason to be concerned? Or is it a situation where, hey, they've got eight new players. Maybe we should pump the brakes and let them have some time to figure it out. I mean, it's just a matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at. But any team with LeBron, to me, is going to get that benefit of the doubt because he's such a difference maker. And... Isaiah Thomas is still injured. You know what I mean? Like, right. Things are going to – I feel like Dwayne Wade is going to play better later on when it matters, quote-unquote, more. You know, you're going to start to see better contributions from guys like that. Isaiah Thomas specifically, that's a big thing for me because he's somebody who's supposed to be your stabilizing force and your starting point guard. You got LeBron starting at point guard, which is, you know, that's fine. He could do whatever he wants. But you have one less ball handler with Isaiah Thomas not out there, and he's somebody who averaged – 30, like Porzingis is doing now, uh, <laughs> while he was in Boston. And, right. you know, you could say what you want about him being a defensive liability or whatever the case may be, but look, I'll take a defensive liability who's giving me 30 and what, five they, assists? They need him. That, that You look and at the team right now, they need remember, him. remember, his big thing in Boston, Isaiah Thomas, was he got big buckets late. Yes. So, you know, Cleveland could use that. I mean, granted, you have LeBron there for that. But they need him you, right now. Yeah, they need, they need him. him. Like, so we'll see how it looks in January. I don't think, I think by then they're probably going to, you know, they'll get on one of these five, six game winning streaks, whatever the case, and then their record will flip. But, you know, right now it's just a, it's just a bad start. I'm not, I'm not. LeBron is healthy, so you're, you'll be all right. Uh, the Thunder, they are four and six after 10 games. Um, not off to a great start hey, themselves. Hey. They've had some suspect calls from the ref. Haven't got helped by the ref. I think that's. A I also team. told you there's one ball that goes around when they play. So. Yeah, you you were kind <laughs> you were you were kind of suspect on that. I was trolling, but um, still. Westbrook's got off to a good start. It seems like the other pieces, George and Carmelo, haven't integrated. Yeah, I thought it would take some time. Are you concerned about them, or do you think too uh, kind of like Cleveland, they're going to figure it out? I'm not expecting a ton out of them in comparison to somebody like Cleveland or to Golden State. Because to me, I think Houston's still better. I think the Spurs will probably be better. Well, no, actually, I don't. Um, I think, uh, you know, those teams will be better. I think Oklahoma's what? That leaves them, I guess, third in the West at best? Third so, four, right. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I'm not expecting a ton out of them. I did think they would get off to a better start. I actually think because of who they have on offense that this is one of those teams that can get off to, you know, that would have gotten off to a fiery start and then maybe in the season high in the standings, 55 wins or something like that. But they don't have depth, and we're seeing that. Uh, you wonder if Sam Presti will be able to make a move. Uh, obviously, Brian does a great job covering the Nets for Nets Daily. You can always check out his great work there. The Nets, maybe after a decent start, I think they were This is my specialty two. right um, what, <laughs> they, they now have sputtered a little bit. They've had some uh, bad losses, uh, including losing, well, losing the Phoenix at home. Um, 
how do you feel about the Nets and where they are right now? Did you expect better, or are they kind of around where you thought they might be? Well, it's hard because Jeremy lives out for the season, uh, and now we know that they have other guys that are, you know, in and out of the lineup. Jared Allen's still hurt. We actually just got the alert a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Rodney Hollis Jefferson's questionable for their next game, which is tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on Friday, this later tonight. Uh, same thing with Trevor Booker. And this is the thing that's really killing them. It's Trevor Booker, Rodney Hollis Jefferson, Jared Allen all being injured. Yeah. You're left with Timothy Mozgov, who's kind of underperformed so far. Kind of. And then you have Ty- nice. uh, Tyler Zeller. He's actually been playing pretty well the mm-hmm. minutes he's gotten the last three games. Me and Pooch collaborated on a piece for that. Um, but the problem is they've been hurting the depth up front with their bigs. Th- th- and even before that, they weren't necessarily this big team. Right. So what you have is Jokic or any of these other bigs, Miles Turner. Destroying That them. can really score. They are scorching the- Vucevic. Yeah, he killed them. But <laughs> yeah. you can, these guys are coming in and putting 30 40 points Even on Even so, them. Brooke Lopez giving buckets. Yeah, night, Brooke right? Lopez, another good one. Yep. Because they can shoot. Yep. That's the thing. They're taking these bigs out, or they're just taking guys out, and they have a lot of... It's not even just that they can shoot, it's that they have so much versatility, these bigs I'm talking about. So much versatility on offense. Like an Amari Sotomayor, actually, you know, going back to that, or like a Porzingis, who they also played against. Yep. So, you play against these bigs who can stretch the floor, who can handle the ball, who can score. That's, like a, problem. that's a problem for the Nets right now. Look, I, am, I repeatedly say I'm not a Nets fan. This Brooklyn hat is nice, though. And I say that to say I do use them in 2K because I covered them. So that's kind of like my thing. If I was covering the Miami Heat, I'd use the Miami Heat. Here's where I'm going with this, right? So I used them in the season, played Minnesota, got washed. As Carl I, Anthony I, I, I would Towns, expected that. Carl Anthony Towns destroyed me. Probably had, I think it was 40 and 18, something like that. Damn. This is, and look, y'all can say, oh, because you suck, whatever. But that's probably a, my, a, a wow. microcosm of, of, go ahead, say something. No, I was going to say, yeah, it is a microcosm of what is going to happen and yeah, what you're like, saying. Like, they are going to get killed by very talented and skilled bigs. Which also makes me, like, it, it, it kind of makes me believe, like, hey, there's more bigs in the league that can score than I thought. Like, a lot of people saying, like, the NBA center is dead, and I don't really think that's the case, especially no, now. I think the it, skill set is just I think evolved. it's evolved. I agree. Yeah. I think it was in a transition. I think the skill set has evolved. I think it's a great time now for bigs, and it shows you the bigs they can do and what's versatile. And before we end this segment, we've got a couple other teams to look at. We talked about Knicks, Nets, Thunder, Cavs. We talked about some of the teams struggling, but what about some of the teams that have been surprising? Hmm. Do you believe in Detroit and Orlando? Detroit sitting at 8-3. and three. Orlando at 7-4. and four, Just beat the Knicks last night. They have wins also over the Nets. Um, they, had some, they beat the Spurs, Orlando. Do you believe in either of those teams? Uh, Orlando, not so much. <laughs> okay. To, to totally honest, but I just have a tough time seeing Orlando like having some state. Actually, these are two of the teams I thought would be on the outside looking in on the playoff chase. So no, I don't really believe in either team that much. Although I do kind of like Detroit's makeup more because I really like that they were able to get Avery Bradley mm-hmm. in replace, uh, uh, yeah, in replace of KCP, yep. Octavius Caldwell Pope. Andre Drummond, I still like him more than I guess a lot of other people that I know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, minus the free throw shooting. Yeah, and, and his free throw shooting has actually been improved. That's I don't true. know if that That's can true. stay. Let's give him some he's actually he's yeah. actually was shooting just under eighty percent. I don't know if that'll stay uh, stay there. Yeah. Um, but those two teams in the East have been surprising. Um, in the West, we you know New Orleans been a lot of people had them on the outside looking in. They they're sitting at six and five. Not too many big surprises in the West. No. Minnesota seven and four. I thought they could be in the top four. Memphis they probably maybe the biggest surprise out of teams at seven four. And they beat Houston twice. I, I like Memphis because of what they. Do like the whole grit and grind thing, but they did lose some elements of that. Was that right? Now they're playing. Now they're playing a little faster. And I was watching a game. You know, I'm a league pass junkie. I was watching a game with them against uh, Portland the other night. Very good game, close game, but they closed out a win. They really grinded it out. I hate using that word for them all the time, but they really grinded out a win there. And you know who's been playing? That? Tyreek Evans has been playing extremely yeah, well for them. he's back to his 2009 self. I'm like, oh, I, we, have, we haven't seen this since, the, since 2009 Kings. Yeah. And Tyreek Evans has been really good attacking the rim, mm-hmm. uh, playing well in the mid-range. They've been getting a lot of good production out of him and Parsons. So we'll see. If, a lot of, you know what? This is the problem. It's early. We have all these surprises and stuff, but will this keep up 
No. We have no idea this will keep it up. Never, it never does. Now, like, because we're, we're, because, you know, people, people are starved for content and people just want content, especially for free. And I'm going to get to y'all later. But uh, <laughs> it's basically, like, you know, none of these things are like truly, truly always, not none of them, but a lot of these things are not are not sustainable because especially in this league you're going to go through those rough patches you're going to go through these losing streaks guys especially rookies they're going to hit walls yep. the Knicks you don't know the Nets you don't know like I think the Nets are not going to be as bad as last year but they're you know I don't I'm not totally surprised that they're stark with or without the injuries yeah me neither, you know neither I mean? am I I'm the not. Knicks are surprising is that sustainable like all these other teams you don't really know it's too early you have to you have to take a lot and see one of the teams that we like to check in on is uh the Utah Jazz because our producer Matthew Feniza uh Jazz fan in New York if you look at his Twitter account he calls himself the number one Jazz his fan. new Twitter account new Twitter account yes. he finally came back he calls himself the number one Jazz fan in New York the number one and They've been struggling a little bit lately. They're they're uh, five and six overall. Uh, they've lost six out of their last ten games, um, three in a row right now. Tell so me why Rudy Gobert's trash. Do so it. We want to ask. I won't tell you why he's trash. So, so Matt, what <laughs> yeah. what's going on with your Jazz? Because I don't think many of us thought at this point the no. Knicks would have a better record than them. The no. Magic no. would have a better record than them. Detroit. I don't think a lot of people would have thought that. How you oh, feeling, man? I'm not feeling too good. I'm not. Three-game losing streak. Last game against the Sixers was atrocious, especially on our defense. <laughs> they just dominated us in the paint. I don't know where Gobert was that game. Rubio. Okay, here's my th- – I have three things. Our defense is good. It's not as good as I think it should be. I know they're so pretty new team. Got some new additions. Brian, don't give me that look. Um, I just want team, I just want addition. the Rubio. I just want the Rubio talk because I've been telling Rubio? you about him for years. Well, I, not years. Uh, not year. I know you for like three years, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I mean, defense is not as good. defense is good, but it's it. They still need to work out some kinks. As of last game, they dominated dominated us in the paint. Hashtag kinks. Second second thing, they need another star because Gobert. I don't think he could do it by himself. Oh, I never thought that. Who's, yeah, he needs someone else. You need a draft. Oh, well, you have Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, but he's still him. young. He's, he's not ready. Donovan, saying, now, he's not Donovan ready. you're not signing anybody to Utah except Joe Johnson. Yeah, which well, is well, I don't surprising. Know. Well, I'm not. I don't know about that. But what? Where? You? What are you? Are you saying that you have to draft this star? Are you saying you have to go out and get this in free agency? What no, are you saying? I'm not. I'm not, I have to look into that more, but they need someone. <laughs> That's all I need. So they, what, what I'm, when I hear you say that, what I'm hearing you say is, I miss Gordon Hayward. They need a scorer. I don't miss Gordon Hayward. They yes, need a scorer. Yes, you do. He's, he's heavily missed yes, on our do. offense. Okay. I don't miss. Matt, you miss him. I don't, I don't miss him. No. No. You miss him. No, I don't. Oh, you miss <laughs> we him. We can do this all day. You miss him, though. Uh, all right. Long story short, yeah. three-game homestand. Well, well, let me not. Never mind. Never go ahead. No, let, let, uh, what are we going to say? What are we gonna no, say? no, no. Go, no, you finish what you have No, to no, say. no. You go. Okay. Three-game losing streak. We have a three-game homestand. Miami, Brooklyn, Minnesota. Beat Miami, Brooklyn, Minnesota is a tough game. Two out of three. That's all I ask for. That's, That's what you're for. asking for right now. Yeah. None, of those are, right. none of those are definite wins. I know, but... Two the, I think two of the games are definitely winnable. Yeah, winnable, but not. I mean, like I won't like, say they're locks. It's I'm not like Golden State playing. No, yeah, against. Yeah. But you guys are doing what I thought you'd do. You'd be yeah. very good defensively, even though I think you've had some lapses the last couple of games. But I thought you would struggle to score offensively. You guys yeah. are str- and you need yeah. the other story. And the bottom line is, we're gonna end the segment on this. Math misses. I don't miss Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. He missed him. It's like, the, not, it's like the girlfriend that you know was this, good. Yeah. You know, she was treating you good, doing everything you needed for you. She was the all-around player. She was there when you needed. And now she's gone, and you know what you're missing. Mm. That good loving. Mm. You're missing it. Man. Because that offense ain't loving you right now. It's not loving me right now. And you are not loving the offense. I'm not loving the offense. There we go. That's what we'll say. I don't miss Gordon Hayward. Do not put that in the rundown. <laughs> Matt loves Gordon Hayward. <laughs> You know what? Well, you don't love him like somebody loves Freddie Gibbs. But no. Uh, <laughs> that was so I early in the gonna show. I knew you were going to go there. That was so early in the show when we got that in already. And he knew he was going to go what? there. This what? is going to be your Freddie Gibbs. Is the I love Gordon Hayward. No, or the I miss Gordon no, Hayward no, thing. No, 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 yeah, not the same. No, no, no. Not even close. Not so not so when, when I get the t-shirt design, the I miss Gordon Hayward shirt, Okay. you're going to wear it. And you have to wear your Freddie Gibbs shirt. Deal. Okay, deal. And I won't be wearing anything of that sort. We'll 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 some, we are going to take our first break. Utah uh, when we Jazz. come back, we're going to talk oh, about wait. something that is annoying me in sports right now. I think it's the absolute most annoying thing in sports. We'll talk about that when we come back with a whole bunch of other stuff to talk about. No more love and missing Gordon Hayward on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. 
It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash t dot pub backslash lic backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. What's up, listeners? You know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point A to point B. Now, when I have to get anywhere and I don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation, it ain't hard to tell how I get around. I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, request a ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers. And I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who has the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry, Brian Fonseca here with more to talk about in the world of sports and everything. In the world of sports, I've been really annoyed lately. This, we, You know, the NFL has annoyed me. You know, that I'm still not watching the NFL. For those wondering, I'm still not watching the NFL. I've not watched one single game this year. But the one bit of news that you can't – people talk about the anthem protest, and also you can't get away from it. Oh, we don't like this. Shut up. The one news that you can't get away from <laughs> is the Ezekiel Elliott. You get an update on your phone one week that says he's playing. Then he's not playing. Then he's playing again. Then he's not playing. It's annoying. Yeah. I, I'm at this point where I don't even care. Yeah. And before we recorded this I've podcast, there's another, in, uh, excuse me, ruling came injustice. down. Injustice. Okay, injustice. I was going to injunction. <laughs> another ruling came down. It's yeah. an injustice to us as sports fans. Or, that's what it is. Yeah, that's another true. ruling came down that now the NFL can suspend him once again. He's avoided it through the first eight games. Yeah. So he now will have to serve the domestic violence ban after the court, uh, one of the highest courts in the country, denied his appeal. So now we're back on again where Ezekiel Elliott's ban is on again. But who knows? In two days, it could change again. And we might see Ezekiel Elliott playing once again. Do you care, Brian Fonseca? No, no. You could t- Here's the thing, though, but I didn't care like in the beginning when they started the flip-floppery and just was like, oh, he's suspended, oh, he's getting appealed or whatever. And then and I, I just want to be clear. We do, we, we do care about the domestic violence. That's why I we said the We don't care about the yeah, flip-flopping. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We care about that, which is why he should be whatever. Like, we're, <laughs> we even need to get into He hasn't part. even denied it. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he should be suspended, but uh, whatever. Uh, we're just, they're going back on it time and again. It's every other day, just about, as you said, we're getting alert after alert after alert. He's suspended. He's not suspended. Every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever he plays, he doesn't play, and it's annoying, and I don't care, and I'm tired of getting the alert about Ezekiel Elliott. I understand he's a great game-changing player, you know, whatever, uh, and he's put on some pounds, but that's a whole other story. I hope this is over. <laughs> that's what it sounds like you're saying. I hope this is over. I don't want to see another alert. There are alert. some things that just linger on and on, like the flake gate, for example. Ugh. That just, yeah, I mentioned that and everyone in here hangs their heads because we're tired of it and we don't want to hear about it. And we're not that invested in it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't care. Even you as a Jet fan with the whole deflate gate thing, at some point you were over it, even though knowing that, you know, you can say what you want about New England's five titles, but they've been up to some, some ish to get, you know, some well, stuff. Well, so I mean, I mean, when you, when you get a light slap on the wrist for a punishment, I mean, and then you still win. It's I New mean, England. Yeah, they've laughed. I think Brady, Belichick, Robert Kraft, they've laughed at these punishments yeah. for, from the NFL. Even when we, they took away first and third, they're yeah. just like, oh, we still win. We don't need to go off on that tangent. But no, yeah. we, no. Tired of the Ezekiel Elliott thing. Uh, 
don't care if it's an injustice to the fans. Yeah. We should not have to see any more Ezekiel Elliott updates. And quite I'm frankly, quite frankly, if he doesn't play anymore, and if Dallas lose more games, and if Jerry Jones loses more money, I'm all for it. Hey. Shots fired. Should we go to Meek Mill now? Yeah, let's talk about real injustices. <laughs> yeah, let's can, can, can we talk about real injustices? In the world of hip-hop, uh, Meek Mill uh, violated uh, his probation. Yeah. Um, and, and when you look at how he violated his probation here, um, which is interesting, he violated the probation and then was sentenced for two to four years in jail. Now, a bunch of people have spoken about this. And how did he violate his probation again? He was um, he was uh, something. He was popping a wheelie on a bike. Out of state. Out of state. The key is that he left, from what I understand, he yeah. left the state of Pennsylvania, where he's from, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. without telling anybody, basically. Anybody who's supposed to know the judge or whatever. Now, here's my thing. But I, I understand some people are very by the book, letter of yes. the law. And we are did, not legal experts. Experts. Did he violate his parole by not informing his uh, probation parole officer that he was out of state? Absolutely, he did. But rules are stupid. <laughs> yes, they are. And some people say rules are meant to be broken. Yes. But Shout out Triple H. And that's fine. And should there be some penalty for that? Absolutely. I see you with your wrestling. <laughs> and not, not approved. <laughs> I see that. But does the man deserve two to four years? I think that's that's extreme. Extreme, a yeah. bit much. Uh, a bunch of hip-hop artists have spoken out on this. Jay-Z said something at his concert the other night about it. Um, and he's, he spoke to that. And this just, you know, when there's such unfair discrimination in the uh, justice system with incarceration to minorities mm-hmm. and you see something like this for a simple pro violation two to four years we're not talking two to four months two to four years it's crazy that's a long and somebody who was just it's also because like he's had this judge for a while remember he's been to jail right he's gotten out there's a reason he was on probation to begin with you know what i mean so there there's there's kind of two sides to this in terms of where you stand as there are with most things it's like so a lot of people are saying oh the system is broken the system is broken which is true and as we've said, a lot of rules are stupid, or as I've said at least, and that rules are made to be broken. However, uh, something as serious as that probably should abide by it because then this is what happens to you, right? Uh, they came Understood down that. they came down heavy-handed, and I think it's unfair, but I get why. I don't think I don't think come on, like that doesn't here's, honestly warrant like morally. Because I feel like that's the most important thing. Here's my problem with stuff like this. I see a guy who, yes, he violates parole and should serve some sort of punishment. They're going to be I am not excusing Meek Mill for any of this. Yeah. But then I see him, to bring it back to sports, we saw a young man at Stanford mm. uh, last year That's who right. was found guilty of raping uh, a, a woman. Brock Turner. Brock Turner. My man Brock Turner out there who got off real easy and his dad was crying, to, talking about, oh, he shouldn't serve this harsh of a penalty. What did he end up doing? Six months? Less, I think. Less than that. Something like that. Something like it was not. It, it, I'll tell you what. It wasn't. It wasn't a two to four. No. All right. And this is Meek Mill, who's already served jail time. Yes, he was wrong by not informing his. And parole. if you couldn't figure it out by the name, Brock, Brock Turner, Turner is white. Yes. And there is what we see a lot of injustice and racial disparity within the justice system, and it's not justice for everyone. I only bring that out to bring it back to sports, and show that it's not. Three it's months. not that. Three he, months? Three months. Matt, our producer, Matt Finney, is informed that we have it correct. By the way, by the way, if you, don't, if you don't know and if you've been living under a rock, Meek Mill is not white. Yes, Just in so case you, know. you did not know. Yes. But when I see when I see stuff like that and, and people will say, I know that here comes the other side of the argument. Oh, well, he should have just followed the rules, man. Yeah. If he did that, he wouldn't do that. That's all true, and that's well. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, does the punishment fit the crime? No. I don't know anymore. Because you, be, you can be convicted of rape, and you can do three months, and you can step out of state in your parole and then get sentenced two to four years. Yeah. That doesn't add up. Now, if, you, if, you're, if you're arguing against that, then you're just biased and you're ridiculous. Right. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. And people are going to say, oh, but there's, you know, there's two different judges and there's two this. And nah, man. No, I mean, when you just put them up against each other. See, the whole thing that's really important about it is morally... It doesn't make any sense to give somebody two to four, even though he's been there before, whatever, two to right. four year sentence for popping a wheelie outside of Pennsylvania. Like, yes, he should let you know, especially if he's on parole and there's a reason he's got there, whatever. But Brock Turner and it's not, he's not the only one that, you know, got off because we can talk about, you know, George Zimmerman, who, you know, 
Killed Trayvon Martin and got nothing. We can go down that whole list and go off on that tangent too. But you know what happened to Meek Mill is ridiculous, and it sucks because you know from a musical standpoint, we could talk about music real quick. I thought that he just put out maybe his two best projects, the last two that came out. I know you're not a huge Meek Mill I'm not. fan uh, in terms of his music. I happen to like his music because I like talking smack, so to speak. I he just yells. He just yells too much. I would say I like my way. eardrums, man. So. Me you too, know. but like at the same time, like yeah, you know, I like I like a lot of workout songs that he has. I thought Dream Chasers Four was great, and I thought um, his last project was great too. The name of the album is escaping me right now. Might not been that great then. So that's all. Another I don't know what it was, but no, nah, it was, it was a, well, great relative term. But regardless, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, I hope the best for him because well, I, 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 I don't know what the hope and best is to wrap this up until people get angry about stuff like this until people until really not just start get talking. angrier because it's easy well, anger to, it's and easy with action to, yes, anger with action yeah. anger without action it's is, easy is to be futile. angry because people just love to be angry now as we see on twitter all the damn yeah, it's, time it's cool to be people mad. and you're just typing you're just doing stuff from home and you're just typing about stuff well see you're that's actually well, going out i'm glad you said that because there's a lot of people here a lot even on the celebrities who's oh yo meek mill hanging there be tough sometimes god puts you through tough situations nah man forget all that which is true and sometimes we have to stop with this constant yo we're gonna go through it let's be strong let's do this and, and there's reform we and i don't mean to get too political here but there's also the same thing that happens with the mass shooting that we saw um outside of a text the other day and people they post it you see the same people do the same stuff all on time. facebook all the time every time there's a mass shooting pray for uh, las vegas pray for vegas pray for houston pray for pray new york for, pray for this we place. have pray one for new york we, we, we have one you know recently. what especially when it comes to, to gun control and stuff you know what how about we start talking about let's get some damn legislation going on that actually changes something instead of talking about oh my god i can't believe this happened now you know what with the gun control laws we have, I'm not shocked that it happened. My Me heart either. goes out to all the people who lost people in all these situations of gun violence and in any situation, but with the gun regulations that we currently have in this country and how easy it is for somebody to go and buy a gun in places like a Walmart and other places in this country where you can easily go and get it, am I surprised this happened? No. So could we please stop with the, I'm shocked. Let's pray for this. I'm all for prayer. I'm not disrespecting anybody's religion or anything. But the prayer with no action is pointless. So please stop posting that if you ain't doing nothing. Because all you're doing is, is doing a whole bunch of keystrokes and acting like you're socially conscious, but you ain't doing nothing. Speaking of prayers, uh, Bermain Stavern could probably use some because this past Saturday, <laughs> oh. this past Saturday, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he needed a prayer to win that fight anyway. I was at the fight uh, covering that and... That was amazing. Deontay Wilder, granted, yeah, like, we knew it was going to happen. Probably not that quickly, but Deontay nah. Wilder, WBC heavyweight champion of the world, 39 wins, no losses, 38 knockouts, went in there, bronze mask, defeated, destroyed, dismantled. Got any more adjectives? Bermain Stavern. Okay. In the first round, three knockdowns, uh, finished him off in less than three minutes, and he probably could have done it in less. If you haven't watched it, YouTube it, and really just treat yourself. You know, just take out, just take out three minutes of your day, and uh, just kind of watch it. You know, I, f I feel for Bermain Stavern, but I'm pretty sure I don't. that he and everybody else knew what was gonna happen that night. And I say all that to say, uh, oh, he knew it was gonna happen. He knew it was gonna happen like that. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. knew it was gonna happen. But the more important thing is, and we were talking about this last week with. Our homie Amber Kuntz, who actually, you know what? She texted me today, right? And she texted me well, uh, some Instagram photo or whatever, and it basically shows all of Deontay Wilder's opposition, how low some of them were ranked, how, uh -huh. you know, this, this, and that. So then she said, granted, it's not all his fault, but still, I'm not sold. And then I said, well, all right, whatever. Like, that's not his fault, as you said. We've had three guys, you know, that I mentioned last week, uh, top contenders, yes. Alexander Povetkin, other dude whose name I can't pronounce, and another dude whose name I can't pronounce. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so it's like, oh, Luis Ortiz, never mind. Luis Ortiz, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but, 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 but the other one, uh, whatever, but it doesn't matter. Three top contenders, mm -hmm. all he was going to fight, doping, 
canceled the fight. Deontay was still going to fight them. Not his fault. He's just going out there and doing what he's going to do. But more importantly, getting off that, uh, Anthony Joshua, who fought the week before. Who I, who I feel that can challenge him. I agree. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to win. I think he could. I think, he, I think Wilder will, but I think Joshua could. Yes. Yeah. So... I say all that to say, after the fight... Oh, we acknowledged this last week. Joshua did not look so great in his last fight. Yes. We acknowledge that. Yes. Just want to be clear. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just Deontay Wilder just, after the fight, calling out Anthony Joshua, calling out his promoter. We have Lou DiBella, who's Deontay Wilder's promoter, calling out Joshua's promoter as well, Eddie Hearn, who now promotes Danny Jacobs, and he fights this Saturday. Um, so we got that going on. There's a whole bunch of calling out going on because see, the, even the, after that, Anthony Joshua responded yes. uncharacteristically. He said, he tweeted at Joseph Parker talking about how he's just sitting there sipping tea and not offering a contract. He's tweeting at Deontay Wilder, attaching an 18-minute video of responding to his call out because apparently he wants to fight. And there's also Doing at, too much. a tweet at Tyson Fury said, get fit, you fat F-word. I want to say that other word so bad, but I'm not going to. But, it, but Anthony Joshua, that's uncharacteristic of him because he's not somebody who gets into the, you know, the it's, it's a, Yeah, you, you, you kind of could see him, and maybe it's the whole, you know, British thing going on, sipping his tea or whatever. But you know what? See the calling out in boxing? Yo, it's corny. That's everybody doing too much. Yeah. I don't care. There's some people I believe it from. Some, some of these guys. Wilder, are, I believe it. All right, but here's my thing. If you aren't close to getting this deal done until the ink is on the paper and we actually see and know what give me a date that's when i get hyped i don't get hyped right. about anything in boxing talk to the until promoter. i know a date all this talking and calling people now i'm not knocking wilder because i think wilder's you know he understands the perception that's out there of him he understands that people are saying yo you you haven't uh fought anybody and he's tried right but look here's the thing they're putting these bums out in front of him, and he's knocking them out. And in the first round, they put this bum in front of him at the Barclays Center, <laughs> and he knocked him out. And he was like, go home. I'm not going to call a fighter a bum. That's just me. Yo, did you think he could win? No. Bum. That's, 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 that's what we're talking about. Bum. We knew, we knew he wasn't going to win. No, there was no drama or suspense there. Before we wrap this up, what I would like to say is, look, could we stop with all the pre-hype? We don't need any you of this. We just want to get into it. Yo, let's, let's, let's get into let it. me know when March, they're going to fight. Let's go. And then we'll talk, because I don't want to talk about this I again. Think, I think it could happen. If, if it's going to happen as early as it possibly could, it's probably probably first quarter next year. I would think March. Deontay Wilder just fought in the first. Yeah, we like, know. We, I'm, not, I'm, right not, now. I'm not. I'm so about the other people. Or, because now we're going to know. Hearn and Luke Bella. And now we're going to know who's ducking who. Look. If we don't see something happen by March, now I'm looking at all these other dudes like, Yo, what, you, what y'all doing? Wilder said, he, Wilder said at that press conference as I was at, he wants Anthony Joshua, Lou DiBella, want, everybody on his side wants that fight and well, have been wanting see. that fight. However, does, is the, will the same energy be reciprocated from the UK, from Anthony Joshua's camp? We'll see. You know, don't be hiding over there across the pond, Anthony Joshua, because we're going to call you out about it. That's all. I'm just, I'm just saying that. That's a wrap for And we want to see that fight. We want to see that I want to see it. They better show up. Well, one thing we know that Brian does not hide about is his love for Freddie Gibbs. And when we come back in segment three, we're going to talk. A new Freddie Gibbs track has been released. Brian was so excited. He texted it to me yesterday. and I, I sent it to the group chat. The group and chat. And only, only Dexter responded. He was like, oh, the artwork. <laughs> now, the, now, the key is, has, yeah. any, has anybody listened to it beside you? I think the answer to that is no. We'll find that out when we come back. And we're also going to talk about gentrification and food and how we are not here for it when we come back on the A Hard to Tell podcast. Sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting, and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues 
in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from season one and take the Sports Walk today. Hard to Tell podcast in full effect. Thank you for joining us on episode nine of our show. Dexter Henry along with Brian Fonseca here. And Brian is pretty pumped this week. Yes. Um, he's maybe not as excited as I am about the Knicks six and five start, but <laughs> he got a new Freddie Gibbs track. And if you've been watching this podcast, you've been listening to this podcast. Finally. You know how much Brian loves Freddie Gibbs. Nobody else is this excited. His music. His music. His, his music. music. You All really right. like Freddie Gibbs and his music. Uh, you sent me the track. I did not listen to it. I apologize. I did not take the time to listen to it. I'm rolling I, my eyes right now I if wasn't you're not that, watching. I wasn't that excited about it. Um, but here, hold on, hold yes. on, hold on. First, first, let me defend myself. I was excited about it because it was, because it's good. All right, I'm not one of these people who I see a new song and then it's like, remember, okay, perfect example, Nas, Travis Scott on the DJ Khaled album, Grateful, whatever it's called, the song, It's Secured. I was like, hmm, I'm curious to see how that sounds. We had the same reaction after we heard it. We were like, verses are cool, Nas sounds offbeat, hook is trash, I'm done. Like, I'm not, I'm not listening. Yeah, I've never played that again. Yeah, I, no, but... That's that's just to you know kind of spare me from I'm not gonna get spared because y'all are gonna yeah yeah see we're gonna do what we have to do <laughs> we're gonna do what we have to do that's what it but that's not I, it's not irrational like your fandom isn't irrational I, I'm just defending uh, so myself here no, okay. I'm a defensive person I'm okay also, I'm also very petty we don't okay. have to get to that now <laughs> but with Freddie Gibbs um, the song is called the wave. For those out there that would like to listen to it. It's on Spotify. I was actually four days late. So this came out November. Oh, that's like, a shock. Yeah, this oh, came God. out. You yeah, know, y'all like, what? Like, but this came out November 3rd. Yesterday was the 7th. Let me just make sure. Yesterday no, was, was the 8th, actually. Yesterday was the 8th? Yes. Eighth. So when did it come out? All right, whatever. So I you was were four, late. That's I was four or five fan. days late. And the song is called The Wave. And now you're riding the wave. Yes. Pause. <laughs> no one cares. What, Lewis? Yo, if you're gonna make if you're gonna make your first appearance on a microphone, I need you to come with some sauce. Some sauce? Yes. What do you, what do you mean? What type of sauce? I'm, I'm confused. Like, what do you mean? I just said Freddie Gibbs sucks. Nobody cares. I don't care. You I clicked it. I know. I agree with Dexter. I agree with Dexter. It was funny, like that. The, the, in your the, heart, you don't actually think that. You're in my either. heart. <laughs> Am I pointing too close you to you? Don't know what's in my heart. <laughs> what are you talking about in my heart? You, I you don't, don't actually. Well, think I don't think that nobody cares because clearly. Nah, you yeah, you care. care. You care. I mean, I, do I do I care about Freddie Gibbs? No, not necessarily. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying you do. Okay, it came on November third. I'm not saying you do. The day before my birthday. You should. You shouldn't. You should. Should. But still, like, I'm gonna listen to the track. I'm gonna it check has, it out. It has over 115,000 plays right now. Okay, very so nice. evidently there's a lot of people that care, and that's only one streaming service. I or you just played it 150,000 times. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that, that's possible too. I've only heard it like four times. <laughs> I briefly heard the track, and I wasn't a big fan. There are some songs that I do like. But here's the thing. No, there are, wait, wait. There are some songs that I do like from Freddie Gibbs that I do appreciate, like one or two. But overall, I'm not a big Freddie Gibbs. You no. haven't heard the. You haven't heard that many. I mean, you've played, like, his whole album, so I've heard all of them. That, like, yeah, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. And this isn't to say he doesn't have great beats because, you know, Pinata. He, he raps over very good beats. However, you have a certain ear to certain beats right. you like. I'm a person that prioritizes bars over everything else. That's true. I love instrumentals, whatever. I right. love beats. But before, at the end of the day, you could say what you want about a rapper, a hip-hop artist, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, when there's no beat, there's nothing... He has a voice. He or she, let's not be gender binary here. He or she has a voice. He or she will have bars, and he or she will go out there and rap. Before there's instrumentation and all that stuff. Freddie Gibbs can rap, and a lot of these other dudes that I like can rap. People say that about Nas, that he spits over trash beats, which is not true. Um, except for maybe, like, you know, Nostradamus. Yeah, well, but still, that's like, all I'm, don't ever get me talking about that. <laughs> but still. People, at the end of the day, they have their verses and their bars, and that's the most important thing when it comes to MCing, when it comes to hip-hop, when it comes to rapping. I was just mimicking Let me say one thing. Let me say one thing. I'm a man who likes artwork, and that artwork... (laughs) 
That artwork intrigued me. So I don't know why. Just, I know. It's a little, it's out there. It's kind of like the Nirvana album. You know what I'm talking about? I'm yes. not going to say what the artwork is, but if you want to go look, yeah, you go can look check it, it out. Yeah. But <laughs> just the fact that the artwork's that, and I saw that in the group chat, I was like, okay, I'll give it a listen <gasps> for Brian. But, oh, but, 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 oh, look at that. Here's the progress thing. with Freddie Gibbs. Here's the thing, but th I don't even, let's not. A little progress. I was going to say, let's not make a big deal, but we're already past that point. Yeah. But here's the thing is, the song is out, but I, to me, I didn't look at it as like, oh, this is a big single. Like, you know, I can't wait. Like, when Crushed Glass came out, I was like, oh, but that's also because he came back from the, the wrongful jail sentence that they try to put him I'm there. not, I, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> believe this downplaying of excitement. I'm not but, buying it. But no. here's the thing. I'm here's not the buying thing. it at all. But here's the thing. The song, I knew when it came out, I'm like, Oh, this has to be some kind of like just throwaway or whatever. He's about to go on tour. Maybe this is just before the tour. And the and the uh, producer, I think, is European. I don't know how to pronounce. He's doing his European tour. Yeah, he's about mm -hmm. to do his Europe. So when the song came out, I, I wasn't like, oh, this is a big single and a release to some project. No, it's just you know a song that came out. You were slightly I even, excited. I don't even. Oh yeah, I was excited. Oh, when yeah. I heard the song, I was like, oh, this is good. Maybe more music. Well, I'm not. Well, Bandana's I'm allegedly about to come out. Like, come on, Mad Lib, let's go. Like, I love Mad Lib. It's coming. I love it's, Mad Lib. It's coming. I, I'm I'm going to check out this song and I will report back and uh and see uh what I think and next week I'll say what I think about yeah. it. Um, I did have a song just quickly. I'll mention a song I like that came out this week. DJ Premier. Oh yeah. Uh, my favorite producer put out a song with ASAP Ferg, who I'm actually not a huge fan who of. I like. Who you like? Yes. I'm not a huge fan of ASAP Ferg, but I like this. I like this track. Um, it's really good. It's really gritty, boom bap, New York sounding. Primo still got it, so I like that. I just want to say that. I do so too. So that that was good. Uh, next topic that came up. Brian, uh, we had a conversation today. Brian brought up. Uh, he had a little talk oh, conversation oh, oh, about wait, wait, chopped me, cheese. Let me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how this happened was I was on my Instagram story. I don't remember who it was, but I was on my Instagram story, and someone posted a photo, uh, circling that there was chopped cheese on the menu. And this has nothing to do with the person, because I don't even remember who it is. Explain. But Some then, pe people who are not from New York, and particularly not from Uptown Harlem right. or the Bronx, are not going to know what chopped cheese Which is. Which we're not, but we're still we're not from New either. York. Yes, but we know what chopped cheese is. Yes. What, and chopped cheese, for those who know, is basically hamburger meat chopped up with cheese on a sandwich with mayonnaise and others and some other economists put together it's real i think it's really tasty i roll without i roll without the mayonnaise but you know Yo, you gotta go with the mayo you, like you, mayo. you're just doing it wrong man I don't, okay, like, you can... I don't like anything that looks like my bodily fluids yo are you serious what really yeah like anti-mayo yeah i don't like mayo i don't trust people who are anti-mayo it doesn't taste yeah good i'm moving it. away now i think <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how, how, who doesn't like mayo? I don't like mayo. Like this is, you know, okay. I don't like I don't like mustard. I don't like ranch either. I'm a plain eater, actually. Okay. People in this room can verify that. I'm That's fine, man. Eater. I have my. I don't I, like tomatoes either, but I like ketchup. I do have one thing I don't like. So this, I've met. Those, I think that's weird too. But that's I've tried. Yo, thing. but I've tried to like tomato. Can we get back to? The yes, back to the chopped cheese. <laughs> We're going on a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the chopped cheese. So tomatoes man, for overrated. Those who are not from New York, it's not what you. Not you might not know what it is. It originated uptown. A lot of places, bodegas in Harlem and the Bronx that make this and make this very well. It's not something you'll find probably in Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, but you will find it uptown. In now New you City. will. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, talk about that. So you, you, so you brought this up, and this is how it came up. I saw the photo, and I, what my question was: Why is everyone so fascinated by chopped cheese now? Because I've known about this for a while. I remember having it in high school when yeah. I was in the Bronx at one point for a basketball game or whatever. Like it was like a pregame meal or something. We stopped by at a store, and I got a chopped cheese sandwich. I remember doing that back then. You had stories about yeah. times that you've had chopped yeah. cheese before. This is before. This is now. Now it's like it's become some phenomenon. On Twitter, I've seen it. On Instagram, I've seen it. And I want to know why simple. now. Simple. It's simple, man. Go ahead. One word. Gentrification. Bang. That's what it. That's what it comes down to. Now that that uh, a lot of white people moved to places in Harlem. And also in the Bronx now. So bro in the Bronx South. We love. Well, look, look, look. That's not to say we're we're not anti-white people either. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. That. I don't want to come up too heavy-handed. No, we're Matt, not saying. Matt, we love you. What I'm saying. Yeah, is, clearly. I'm the producer of the show. You love me. Yeah. What what I'm saying here is you've had people move into this, and there's and sometimes with uh with with some of the white folks that moved into certain neighborhoods that were predominantly predominantly minority, there's been this Christopher Columbus complex. Like, now they come in and they <laughs> act like, oh, we've discovered chopped cheese. And you know where I'm going with Columbus, because Columbus acted like he discovered America, but how are you going to discover something that was already there and people live there, which yeah. is a bunch of BS. Yeah. I, everybody, if people know me know how I feel about Columbus Day. It shouldn't yeah. be a holiday. It's ridiculous that it is. Whatever. Yeah. Um, 
and now you've had a lot of people writ written about chopped cheese. It's been out there and things, and it's been kind of touted as a new thing. Oh, chopped cheese has been around for a while. It ain't nothing new. It's disrespectful to folks uptown that have been making it, serving it, buying it, everything. It's not new. Let's not, and I had an experience with this where I was really annoyed a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I got really upset. Tell us. Um, because New York Times wrote an article um, obviously, I'm from Brooklyn, from East Flatbush, Brooklyn, uh, which is a lot of Caribbean folks. But in Crown Heights, another neighborhood that's a very high Caribbean population, yeah. they said there was this new explosion, a new wave of Caribbean food in Crown Heights. A new wave of Caribbean food in Crown Heights. What was it? Ain't no new wave. What was it? No, there's no new wave. That's what, what I'm trying to say. Oh, I thought it was it's, it's, a specific food. No, 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 no. They were like talking a about, gyro or no, something. There, there were these restaurants <laughs> that had popped up um, along Franklin Avenue, and they were acting like there was just. And I'm like, there's been Caribbean restaurants here for years. There have been people cooking for 60 years and owning restaurants here for plenty of time, right, that has gone to. Sybil's, one of my favorite spots, um, which is actually in Flatbush. Matt, our producer, who we were mentioning before, is white. I Matt, how do, you feel about, how do you feel about Sybil's? Um, you have no idea. Matt loves, Matt, Matt loves Sybil's, right? It's honestly like, oh man. it's like white yeah. people love Rolling Roaster. I don't know why. It's trash. It's trash. I love Sybil's. <laughs> It's trash. Uh, Roast beef and cheese. Who? Come on. Come yeah, on, people. We like come some. On. We like some of y'all food too. No, but but my thing is, don't 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 do not give credit to the people who originally started something and act like it's something new. It's very disrespectful to those people yeah. and people of a culture who have done that. I wouldn't go to Italy and go to some certain part of Italy and say, oh, there's a pasta explosion here. Like, they haven't been making pasta for hundreds of years. Like, <laughs> like that's so disrespectful. Like, oh, there's this new kind of pasta and sauce that I've never had before. Just because you've never experienced it doesn't mean that there's an explosion of that culture or in that area. So what we're saying here on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast is we are not here for the gentrification and not giving respect to the people of certain cultures and foods that it is. Respect the chopped cheese, please. Yes. Respect the Caribbean food and respect the pasta in Italy. Yes. You don't do that. Yes. I'm just sorry for my rant, but that's what I have to say and I don't like it and I, I don't I don't think that's fine at all. Matt, one, you got something to say? One thing, oh, yes, I've please. never heard of a chopped cheese until you guys just mentioned it and now I really want one. Uh-oh, so now are you going well, to now say that there's an explosion of, of, no, of chopped cheese? No, there isn't because Wait. I've been eating, uh, you know, West been, Indian yeah, food. West Indian food for two years now. I've not an explosion. Sybil's been there for it's an institution. So wait yeah. until we yeah. have the explosion of arroz con pollo. Oh please! Oh. <laughs> and where where is that going to be? Williamsburg? I hope not. Well, that you know, listen. They're going to pronounce it arroz. Arroz con pollo. Please. That's another, you can't be messing please. up this con pollo. You can't mess up the way you talk about people. Nah, food. please. Like that. That too. We, so we're just we're not here for that. Uh, one last thing we're going to talk about before we wrap things up is, and Brian and I have been speaking about this for a long time. We've been looking at uh, a lot of logos and sports and you know jerseys and sports and some teams some teams and organizations what what are y'all doing some teams have some horrible logos out there and names and in the nba the one that comes to mind it is a jersey i can't stand there's a jersey i can't stand it's awful they've tried to touch it up a little bit this season and it's gotten a slight improvement to it but it's the clippers that design mm. they had a couple years ago with the C L A C in the middle of the court. It looks like claw. It doesn't even look. It looks like somebody did it with Microsoft Paint. And I'm not even saying that because Steve Ballmer owns the team, but it looks like somebody literally took Microsoft Paint and made the logo. I remember Matt was sending us some some logos. I think this was lag one of, last week or the week before, or whatever. And you yeah, were we're looking some. Uh, one of the ones that you sent really stood out to me because I always hated this logo. So I was somebody who back in the day, back in the day, whatever. Uh, I used to have baseball cards, right? Yes. So this was in, I had old baseball cards too, like the 80s. I remember the Chicago White Sox. I can't even describe the logo, but they had this ugly logo. So did the Milwaukee Brewers, actually. Like, there were some bad baseball logos in the 80s. The Padres, I hated wait, that one. The which Milwaukee Brewers logo? Um, wait. Not, not the one with the mitt. No, 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 no. Because I love that. I think maybe it's one of the I'm greatest sports Well, maybe, no, no, no. Maybe I'm thinking of their uniforms. Oh, okay. Their uniforms were And uniforms get put in there, too. But, yeah. Uh, the Chicago White Sox old one was bad. I'm trying to think. What are some good ones? Because I'm just pooping on everything. Good you uniforms? Got, yeah. Good uniforms and logos? I mean, I think if you look at... I mean, I, I think I, the Knicks one is kind of lazy. 
What? I like the black stripe. Like, nah, I'm glad they got rid of the black stripe. I like really? the I like the You thinner. didn't like the black stripe? I liked it. That's your nineties era Knicks and you yeah, didn't like Yeah, but the black I like stripe? it better with the thinner stripe. It looks a little bit more cleaner. I think the Knicks uniform is great. I don't think they should ever touch it. I do like that they straightened out the letters a couple years ago instead of having a curve. I think there's the Knicks uniform is great. It should never be touched. The Bulls uniform should never be touched. The Celtics uniform is great. Clean is overrated. Is great. Okay, it's 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 just clean, white, blue, and all. It's it's, it's just clean, man. Clean is overrated. The Jazz have daddy went back to their older styles with the note. I, have to I, agree. I hated the ones with the melon. You know whose uniform is oh, trash? Whoa, 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 <laughs> yeah. whoa. All right, all right. Nobody right. want to see the melon top, even yeah. though that's I know it's from a special time when Malone and Stockton went to the yeah. finals. I'm yes. sorry. In saying, NBA Live 2004, when I would play against Utah, I would have them wear those because I like you those have uniforms. To. There's no. But that was when I was nine. Now they're still pretty cool. No, you know what uniforms not, are whack? You know what uniforms are whack? The Minnesota lime green alternate ones the they have. Those are awful. The new ones I don't like any of those uniforms. They no, got like the bad. lines on. What, Lewis? You like those? No, I like the Minnesota <laughs> I Give like Lewis the microphone. Are you saying you don't are want to differentiate in Jimmy the Butler's 14 You don't want gentrification in the NBA jerseys. Is that what you're saying right now? Gentrification what? in the jerseys. Yeah, you don't want them to be all nice and new. Is that what you're saying right now? That's not how gentrification works. I don't know, man. It's not just about nice and new. Word. It's nice, new, and expensive. That's how that works. No, but I and forces <laughs> other no, people no, out. I really do like the Timberwolves. You guys don't like the Timberwolves? I like the Timberwolves no. one. I like anything white and navy blue. You don't like, I like the, the turn? I don't like the the neon green alt- alternate. That I don't like. Why? It looks pull, ugly. Pull up some uniforms. Look, you also look at the Atlanta Hawks yeah. neon green. That one's all, That's the worst uniform in the NBA. Uh, that's up there. The Atlanta Hawks is up there with the Clippers. The Atlanta Hawks. I don't know. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know why. They, I don't know why they decided to go away from their original. I don't know, you know what they were doing. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't like doing. the Atlanta Hawks one. However, who likes that? My no brother. One. My brother. Don't say he I'm likes not, it. No, no, no. He doesn't like it. Okay, good. But but but, <laughs> but he pointed out, and my brother, very smart basketball guy. We're gonna have him on here to roast me at some point because he wants to do that. But the Atlanta Hawks one that I remember him always referencing was. I call them the Dikembe Mutombo era uniform. Oh, with the hawk, yeah, with the yeah, hawk yeah, across yeah, the Austin. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really a fan yeah. of that. Hates yeah, that I'm one. not a fan of that. He hates not that. Not a one. fan of it. I don't like it either. I saw it and I was like, nah, man. Like they let this happen. You know which one? You know which one I actually like? Now I'm thinking of old '90s uniforms. I like the the teal Pistons one. Do you touch it? I kind of like that, that one. You never touch it. I like the 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 Cleveland Cavaliers. I call it the Brevin Knight era Cavalier jerseys. Those with the with the Cavaliers diagonal with the light blue. No. Yeah, those are all right. Oh, those are awful. Yeah. Those are all right. no. Oh my God, those are maybe awful. I'm, the maybe Timber I'm misremembering the the top, but I remember liking the shorts. Nah, okay. didn't, didn't, didn't care for it at all. I like the Orlando Magic pinstripe black. I, I like those. I did like I those. Did like those are I like the ones too. I like the Phoenix Suns uh, all-star black. I think there's. I don't like the Phoenix Suns current one. I don't because I think some. I teams, like the one with the sun on it. I don't understand yeah. certain teams that went away from their traditional color structure and just totally deviated from it. They gentrified it. When certain teams have come back to it, like the Jazz, and the Jazz have a yeah. really good alternate I like this year. The yellow alternate yes. I really like That's a lot. Amazing. Um, we, we're going to have to talk. This is going to be an ongoing thing because as I see more teams and I look at them on League Pass, I'm going to realize and bring out the – I'm going to call some people out. Baseball, the, I don't have as much problem with a lot of jerseys in baseball. I want to get back to basketball real quick. Yes. The Knicks should never – Ever, I know where you're going. Ever yes, have gotten rid of their orange jersey. I agree. Yeah, I agree. That they, orange I jersey. Agree. That I, orange I, jersey. I kept mine. The, the, one in the, right. the, the, Knicks <laughs> orange, the Knicks orange jersey was one of the best recent alternates that have come out. It worked. It looked good. And looked, people were just mad because they were like 0-7. Oh, they 0-20 when they wore the jersey. It's bad luck. I mean, it was a Knicks. So what? I mean, it, it was a Knicks. They also played bad that year yeah. with a lot of other jerseys on. Those so orange jerseys gonna, are great. I think the Knicks should also could also pull off a black an orange on black uniform too. I think that would look pretty, yeah, pretty nice. No. But the I orange one, I, I like those. I would like. I also the, like the Nets Brooklyn Dodger like things. I, I do know, like that. I do those like those. Anymore. I don't think I don't know if they're wearing those. I this like year. those uniforms too. I do like those. Just white, black, like the the regular Nets jerseys that they have too. I like. Uh, those. Well, let, well, let us let us know. I would like to hear from some people. Let us know on Twitter which jerseys you like, which jerseys you don't like. Who needs a whole reboot, revamping? 
um, and what you think of your teams and some of the other topics we talked about today. We want to thank everybody for listening. As usual, you can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, or you can watch us on YouTube, as I know many of you guys do, and we thank you so much for your support. The Wave by Freddie Gibbs. And there comes another, out now. another shameless promotion. Deontay <laughs> Wilder versus Anthony Joshua soon. Yeah, I'm I, I, yeah okay. Now you sound, Free Meek Mill. Now you sound like a rapper <laughs> dropping. We have no idea when that Anthony Joshua or Wilder fight is coming. What so else did we talk about? What else did we talk about? We talked a little bit Enough about... Enough of Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, we've had... Please. Now, hopefully we don't have to talk about that again. We hopefully not. I don't miss Gordon Hayward. And yeah, Matt, Matt said he doesn't miss Gordon Hayward, but we don't believe him at all. He is a Jazz fan that wants to see more offense because right now their offense is offensive. Uh, that'll be it for this episode. <laughs> episode 9 of the A Hard to Tell podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys next week when we return with our show. We thank you for watching, and uh, hopefully we will not have any more Freddie Gibbs updates. Stop. Until then. Tell peace. all your friends. Tell your mother. Tell everybody in your life to follow the podcast. You know I was going to say? Listen to the Freddie Gibbs show. No, 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 no. Tell them to follow the podcast. I'm going to follow along down. Freddie Gibbs hugs. <laughs>